Round one, go. You know, it's days like today where I'm really glad that we have a boxing motif as opposed to a marathon, a sprint, or other track and field motifs because they're after the starting gun now. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus the world. And I'm deeply intrigued by what you're talking about. Uh, Joe Biden is coming for our guns, brother. And if I had, if we started off with a shot, uh, we would uh, be in danger of running afoul of our, our, uh, our all-powerful overlord, the federal government, who will make all decisions for us. And uh, so I don't know if you've been, uh, have you been watching the mm-hmm. news this week, brother? I have. Joe Biden says that no amendment is supreme. Really? So there's no supreme amendment. There's no first amendment, second amendment, third, tenth. You know, I'm just saying, brother, this guy is, you know, if he's not the devil, they're closely related, brother. They are closely related. Uh, I'm, I would jump on that real quick. He says, uh, are you surprised? No amendment to the constitution is absolute. There's no amendment to the Constitution that's absolute. So there are no more absolutes, brother. Bottom line, we know that this has been a drift or direction from the sort of anti-Constitution, anti-America, anti-God movement for years from the 60s, probably forward. Now, we know the Washington State, California, Oregon have made massive attempts multiple times through initiative, through legislatures to uh, roll back our Second Amendment rights, and therefore our First Amendment rights as well. And we fought back on those time and time again. We're losing ground in Washington State. We're losing ground in California, Oregon, and other Democrat-controlled states. When Biden stepped out there, though, we know he has a history of being anti-gun. He's been for, you know, background checks, uh, restrictions, the ban on the assault rifles, whatever that particular term means to you. But to use executive orders to roll back or to remove our Second Amendment rights, which is what he's threatening to do right now. He said it's an epidemic with all these shootings that we have to deal with the gun. Interesting, as we know from the logical argument, our founding forefathers, the legal argument through the courts have always protected our Second Amendment rights. That it isn't limited, that it doesn't stop, it isn't subject to uh, a dictate. Uh, so this is going to be interesting with a Supreme Court that is more constitutional, more originalist in its makeup, and a president who's going to be basically getting carte blanche, writing executive orders more so than even Obama did at the time in our early stage to unravel everything that Trump did. But beyond that, to do his pecking order list of all the liberal leftist agenda um, wants list. You know, this new, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but this whole infrastructure package has a lot to do with the Green Deal. I mean, it's very similar in makeup. So this right here, though, if he signs an executive order actually restricting our rights to our firearms, to keep and bear arms, to where and when we can actually do so, brother, we may, this may be the trigger. Uh, we talked off the air, off the air. Um, we have to fight back. It's one of those things where this cannot happen, and if he does, he's got to be sued right away. Multiple states and multiple citizens have to bring suit against the White House and against Joe Biden and against the left to put a stop to this, to bring it to the courts. Because this is a constitutional issue that really is fundamental to our freedoms. 
And no, the Bill of Rights aren't subject to um, sort of debate or they're subject to change, but it takes a major movement, a major move by the Congress or the states to actually make changes, not the president. What do you think, Doug? Why? Okay. Why do we defund police and disarm our citizenry? There's only there's only one reason for this, and that is that they want to control us. If you whoever you know whoever has the guns makes the rules, bro. And when we have the guns and the government fears us, then we have a government that's in check. We have a government that's that's listening to the people. And the, the reason the founders put that in there was not so we could go hunting. Mm-hmm. It was not about it was not solely about the castle doctrine, right? That we're going to protect our, our families and protect our homes. Right. Uh, that was in there and it was part of it. But it was also to keep a tyrannical government from putting their boot on our neck. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now the tyrannical government is putting their boot on our neck. We talked about last week when we talked about what Frederick Douglass said is just find out what people will quietly acquiesce to, and that's the tyranny that you'll find imposed on them. And so we've acquiesced to masks, we've acquiesced to shutdowns, we've acquiesced, uh, you know, generally speaking, to school closures and all this stuff. And we've acquiesced to a very strong, very rigid uh, government control of our lives. Okay, and they're not going to give that up. And they want the guns, they want the full agenda, just like you said, the Green New Deal, we can't get it by, they're going to get it by hook or crook. It doesn't have anything to do was saving the environment. The United States is clean. If you've traveled abroad, and I have, you you see how clean, how pristine America is. You know where America's got problems, brother, in, in climate, pro, real climate problems? Go down to the homeless camps in Olympia. Go down to the mm-hmm. homeless camps in Spokane, Seattle. Look at that. Is that clean water? Is that clean, you know, they're, they're landfills. They're human cesspools. People living in squalor and filth and drug abuse that's what the, that's what they want for all of us. Right. I had a long conversation today with uh, my friend Anatoly that does uh, the street church thing with me. You know, he was a refugee from the Soviet Union as a child. He said, "I need shoes." He goes, "You know what I love about America? I can go down and get shoes." He said, "In in Soviet Union, we couldn't just get shoes. You had to get in line. You had to put your name on a list. You were lucky to get shoes." He said, "I can go down and buy a pair of shoes. I can buy two. If I want, he said, we never had a steak. We, we didn't even know what a steak was. He said, uh, we never knew what cereal was. It's like, we came to the United States and like, what's this? It comes in a box. You pour it in a bowl, put milk and it's good. He said, I didn't have any of that. Right. They stood in line for six, seven, eight hours to get hamburger. And maybe they wouldn't get it after being in line all day. Now that's what, that's what socialism. I said, Anatoly, brother, we got to do some videos. Got to do some. We should get him on here and let us. Let's just talk about this. But I'm telling you, this stuff is for real. And when they're coming for the guns like this, brother, this is for real. This is what they did in Venezuela. This is what they did in Nazi Germany. This is what they did in the Soviet Union. They disarmed the people, and then like we took control. We talked before about when you're when you. Forget your past, you're doomed to repeat it, right? Those that don't learn from the past are doomed to repeat it. And so we've seen over the last decade or so a real big move in America to destroy our history, to rewrite our history, to tear down statues that remind us of 
our sins and also our, our successes and so forth. And you, you take that in conjunction and you look in history. If you look back throughout time, uh, any rise of a dictator or tyrannical government um, was preset, was preceded by a fear, something to use in fear, to a division. So we'll use this tactic to cause fear, and then we'll cause this to divide the people amongst, give them a scapegoat, whether it be the Jews in, in Nazi Germany, whether it be um, the Japanese when America in World War II, whether it be right now Christians across America. The idea here is we're going to paint a picture of gun-toting right-wing Republican conservatives as the enemy. Therefore, they're the scapegoat, so we can blame them and, and further divide, but also through a fear mechanism, control. So right now, through COVID, they've used this worldwide, but in America, it's about control and power. So we can pass all these agenda items that are political in nature to advance their agenda, which is the destruction of our rights. And to your point, it's always been about removing our right to defend ourselves our right to redress grievances, our right to speak up against government. So now you have major corporations, big government, you know, working in tangent together to silence any opposing speech, which we've seen all throughout history again, which which precedes, that's what it does. You cannot uh, disagree with the whatever the talking points are. And so now cancel culture, uh, we say that, but it's really more than that. It's an organized systemic um, problem from big government and big tech and big corporations united together working with other foreign nations like China and Russia for the destruction of our values. Then you have a political party that's in power at the national level and many of these state governments that are pushing the agenda, whether it be more taxes, more burdens on people, whether it be gun control, which we talk about because it's this all through the lens of fear. We're here to protect you. We're the government. We know what's best for you. You can't make your own decisions. Don't listen to those radical conspiracy theorists over there. We're here for your own good. Every time this has happened throughout history, even recently in Venezuela and Russia, it fails. Communism, socialism, no God in government, no God recognized there. When your rights are gone, when only the government has the guns, leads to tyranny, and communism and destruction for people. And so obviously people know this, but this is what's happening here. When you have a president um, threatening to use executive orders to take away your second amendment rights, our president who's blaming the predecessor for the current border crisis because he won't take responsibility for ah, it. A president I'm blaming right now, Trump for that. A president who was part of the party who advocated for and defended Jim Crow laws, a president who actually has ties to the Ku Klux Klan members that were former in Senate, his own vice president called him out on the campaign trail, is now, now calling the laws passed in, or in Georgia and Republicans, uh, people who are wanting to advance Jim Crow laws. And I want, I'm glad this all came up because this is a reminder to our listeners. The enemy will always accuse you of what they're doing. The Democrats, the leftists, those that want things that to destroy America will always claim, uh, claim or make claims, false claims, against us, those that want to save or, or protect America, of the things they already doing. Whether it be election integrity, they are stealing elections, and they're going to blame us on trying to diminish or withhold access to the voting, which the Georgia law actually increases access. They will, will say it's Jim Crow laws when it's not Jim Crow laws. It's actually helping, and they're the ones that want to segregate and to diminish the turnout. You know, and then actually flood the borders with new voters as well. These are 
one of those things where we're, lots of things to talk about in this show, but it all comes back to this is bigger than just one issue. It's all about putting those things we're all confused as Americans and under a, a lens of fear. And the reason behind that has to be very clear from a historical perspective and from a president's perspective. They have not changed who they are. The agenda still is control and power to remove power from you so they have more and they can tell you how to live your life and have control over everything we do worldwide and nationwide. So be aware, this is what the agenda is. Yeah, you're right on the money. I tell you that um, the whole thing that uh, Joe Biden led with uh, on Thursday was that this is a public health crisis. Gee, have we heard that term before, brother? Yeah, it's worked before, right, with the virus. Public health crisis. So guns now are a public health crisis. So we need to isolate the public from the gun, isolate the public from each other, and, uh, you know, now they're talking about revisiting and, and reinforcing, you know, quote, red flag laws, unquote. Uh, who's a red flagger? Anybody with a Trump hat? Who's a red flagger? Anybody with a Trump flag? Anybody that, that lives in a, in a red state? Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to uh, make sure that you, because you're a danger to yourself and others, right? Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of red flag. I think if you have you know, probable cause and, you know, things like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't want psychopaths to have guns, but, um, but this isn't disarming psychopaths. This is disarming, uh, you know, law abiding people that are trying to protect themselves. And, you know, you can't have it both ways. You cannot defund the police and disarm the public and expect us to feel safe. Okay. That's not going to work. That's not the goal. The goal is to make us feel unsafe. Therefore we need government to step in to make us safe. And the, this here, it doesn't make sense unless you believe, unless you understand that their goal is not to serve the population. Their goal is to advance their own agenda. And their agenda is an anti-Christian, anti-American, uh, pro-socialist, pro-communist movement. They've been openly embraced through burning others, the, the Democrat socialism, which is the same thing as communism. Our good friend, uh, Franklin Graham, when he had the, his uh, march out here a couple years ago, said there is the definition, I mean, the very nature of communism is anti-God. God can't have a place in communism. So if a, a Christian nation, a nation founded upon Christian principles, a nation that, that says we are one nation under God, and even our former president, President Trump, hopefully president again at some point in time, said we, we are one nation under God. We must understand. We must pray. Ronald Reagan said if we ever un, uh, forget that we're one nation under God, we'll be a nation gone under. The bottom line is we are at the point now where we're at war, an ideological war, a cultural war, and a political war that stems from a spiritual nature. Will we decide to be a nation under God or a nation that we that rejects God? I've been and saying it, that for years, brother. I, I always said that the Democrats treat it like a real war. Republicans treat it like it's a political thing. And um, they will win game. at any cost, at all costs. I mean, we've got this huge problem with the election, huge problem with election fraud. We have a huge problem now. You're here in Washington State. Uh, we're on the verge of passing a bill that exempts uh, election election stuff from the Public uh, Records Disclosure Act. Um, they're you know making an exemption so you can't go in and figure out what's going on in your elections. Now, you know what are you hiding? What are they hiding? Okay, these um, this stuff's going to come out as we're praying and obeying and taking a stand and being real Christians. You know, this uh, video this last week, I don't know if you saw the video of the pastor up in, in Canada, 
the cops come to his church and he's like, I'm not, he's not letting him talk. He's not letting him say anything. It's get off my property, get off this property and come back. Don't come back unless you have a warrant, get off this property. I don't want to hear what you have to say. I'm not being intimidated. And he chased him off brother. And that was in Canada. And they don't have the rights in Canada that we have here in the United States. We think Canada is, Oh, that's little America up there. No, that's little socialist, you know, Europe up there. Okay. And so they probably will come back, uh, you know, with a a warrant or whatever, and they'll put him in his place. Um, but not if people stand up together with them, not if they link arms. Right. And we need to do that here. You know, like when, uh, we faced that at the, at the Capitol building here, just uh, last January, you and I, um, we've got to be willing to stand toe to toe. We got to be willing to fight. You know, if we want the constitution to apply, uh, then we need it to apply. You know, is Joe, does Joe Biden saying that no amendment, you know, this amendment word was carefully chosen and this word absolute was also carefully chosen. So these are now, this is now no longer the bill of rights. This is just one of those amendment things that we added to the constitution and it's not absolute. And if we've added, you know, we can repeal it, right? We can repeal, you know, they repealed the, the was the 26th, I believe the, the, um, amendment where you could no, not use alcohol or something like that. Right. Right. It's prohibi- prohibition. Prohibition yep. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Did they actually do that? Actually, it didn't work. People still had alcohol, brother. They made it in their bathtub and stuff. Well, yeah, they had another amendment that basically countermanded the prohibition there because it didn't work. Um, right. So are we going to have an amendment that takes away the second amendment? You know, when we, when we did the bill of rights, uh, which was very, was, was the promise when this to the states that if you ratify this, these are the rights that we will enumerate. So we needed to get the constitution ratified first. And then the very first thing they did was pass those first 10 amendments to the constitution of which now are uh, hanging on by a thread, brother. They're hanging on by a thread. And um, these things, you know, one of the things that's a real problem though, is a judicial tyranny. So we have this issue where um, the, uh, judges when donald trump was president every executive order that they didn't like they would they would start to uh nullify they had no jurisdiction to do that and we talked about that many times over the last couple of years they had no jurisdiction to do that some judge in hawaii has no authority over the executive branch whatsoever and And yet they were tied up the injunction every single time those judges should have been immediately impeached those judges should have been thrown out of office uh the the there are not three co-equal branches of government. There are three branches of government that have a balance of power that have checks and balances, what they call it, the strongest branch, the U S Congress, the second strongest branch, the executive branch, the weakest branch, the, the uh, judicial branch, but the judicial branch has pushed itself forward as the strongest branch. They literally legislating from the bench, literally saying, creating rights out of whole cloth, right? You have yes. the right to abortion. You have the right to whatever. And um, and so we, you know, our constitution is in trouble. You know, they talk about a constitutional crisis. We're in it. This is it. And uh, in order for our constitution to prevail, uh, our listeners, no matter how small you think you are, no matter how insignificant you think you are, you are important. We should all be contacting our state legislators. This this idea that we're going to introduce, you know, you talked earlier about Jim Crow. You know, we've got a new Jim Crow. I think it's 1105 uh, here in Washington that's going to mandate 
uh, critical race theory, not just in public schools, brother, but in mm-hmm. private schools. Yep. It's going to mandate it in, in daycares that are run by grandmas and grandpas, mm-hmm. right? You got to teach your kid that white people are bad, you know, because that's what it does. It says white people are bad because they oppressed black people. And, yep. um, and so now we've got a new Jim Crow that's attacking white people and especially white evangelical Christians. And, um, and so woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Uh, we did not condone that. And, uh, you know, there are very strict prohibitions in the constitution to uh, this generational, like your parents did something. And so you're guilty, right? That's a, you know, the Bible says the sins of the fathers, um, you know, you can't, put to death the father and the son mm-hmm. you know if the father did it do the do the dad if the son did it do the son but you don't go chase the family down and kill him chasing the family down and kill him that's a communist thing mm-hmm. that's a communist thing we're going to wipe out the whole thing the other thing they do is they kill hope brother they yes, go through and that's they, it they get rid of the they get rid of the sports heroes they get, get get rid of the heroes the statues the heroes through history the founding fathers they they, they damage the history and so that there's no good people except them, right? They're good because they're the ones doing all this, right. even though what they're doing is wicked and wrong and they're thieves and liars and murderers. And, um, and then this, this, now they're taking control of our babies. They're taking mm-hmm. control of our preschoolers and our kindergartners and our elementary school kids and our junior high kids and our high schoolers. And they're saying, we're in charge, not you. And you come to us. If your parents do this, this, and this. And so now we have this gender mutilation we have this chemical castration and all this stuff that's going on in the name of of i don't know anyway we can't you know a kid a a little kid is not allowed to drive a car brother for a reason they're Mm -hmm. not mentally able to handle that right it's not that they couldn't physically do it it's because it's not safe right and so we're going to allow an eight-year-old a 10-year-old to say i want to become a girl i want to become a boy i want to become the other you know i want to do something else and this republican governor vetoes the, the the prohibition on it and um and then he tries to defend it you know and tucker carlson well you know we're for freedom and all this you know the the choice between a doctor and the parent is going to be tough and i'm like tough this isn't a tough choice it's not a tough choice not, not an adult it's pretty easy they thank they god the state legislature for, overrode that veto brother right. they can they can change the age for the age to own a gun you can change the age to just drive you can't, th- th- those are all about adult decisions. Um, so on the same basis, you can't uh, allow a kid to make a choice like that, which changes entire future. A couple things I want to cut on your comments there. First, you know, the, the word of God says that all things done in the are dark will be brought to the light. God is faithful. He will bring us to the light. Things done behind closed doors will be in the public. And that's why they're trying to cover things up in elections and so forth. We know that when we talk about uh, that, um, Biden's talking point really is about amendments aren't absolute. Goes back to this understanding or this the left's assertion that the Constitution is a living, breathing document. We've seen this for decades now. This is what the end goal is. They can change it how they want. Versus a, an originalist says, no, this is written. This says what it means it says. And it can't be changed except for through a process that's very arduous. And then you have these activists, like you said, at our, at our Supreme Court level and the national level as well. We've got laws being passed locally that are restricting things. These are all for an agenda. The talking points, 
um, are strategized and organized. When you see at the national level and the local level, the same things happen at the same time. So the national level, they're working on HR5, right? Uh, trying to pass this sort of uh, human rights thing, they call it. It is absolute travesty. It's all about uh, the LGBTQ agenda, which basically marginalizes those that are Christian and shuts you down. At the state level, like you said, it's 1105. And so they do this in tandem. This is one thing that are, that are it's not just a political enemy. It's the, it's the people that want the destruction of America, want to attack the values of our family, our Christian roots, whether you're Christian or Jewish or whatever, conservative values that founded this nation that made us prosperous, allowed us to go after and pursue the American dream, that's under assault. And these are all orchestrated. Uh, you think they're individual, but they're not. This is the, the, the agenda of the party that is now called the Democrat Party that has been taken over in the 90s, according to our Trevor Loudon, um, by the Communist Party. Um, so it is communism against Americanism. It is Christianity versus atheism. It is all these things are on the front, and they're aligning with, as we talked about with the Kamal Saleem years ago, that there's also there's an alignment with any other types of anti-American sentiment, whether it be uh, radical jihadist or whether it be those things. So we've seen these things, and yet what we're doing and how the media and the left portrays us as, no, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, that doesn't happen. You're being uh, silly. And yet what we see just a couple of years ago, just even a year ago, the thought of a COVID vaccine, you know, card or some kind of like Vax passport. Pass. Vax pass, baby. No, Vax pass, right? I need we'll a Vax pass. Get your Vax pass. And now it's being talked about at the highest levels of government at the, at the national and local level as why not? This would be a great way to, and businesses are, in, are saying, why not? So the latest thing is they're saying, no, no, no. Private businesses can incorporate this as a way to help. And it's like, oh, so you're pushing it back on, mandating on the back end so that our, our, our corporations will enforce this um, and therefore trying to skirt around the constitutional restrictions on that. So be aware, fight back. This is why, once again, these elections are so important. And then after the elections, regardless of what's going on, you have to hold your elected official accountable. Um, the more light you shed on these things, the more accountable they have to be and the more fear we put on them of being kicked out of office. Uh, and so, uh, to your point, all of it, I agree. This is what we're talking about. We want to paint the picture of what's really going on. This is not just one individual thing or one individual bill. This is orchestrated. This has been a long coming. This has been a, a, uh, a detailed strategic battle plan against our values for years. We've seen the move. Um, uh, they've got a document of the uh, Clower Piven plan, the LGBT plan. In our state, we saw everything but marriage. And then it was marriage. And then it was, and now it's transgender. Now it's, you know, um, adult child sex is okay. You know, uh, legalizing uh, prostitution. All this stuff is part of an agenda. It isn't just random. Uh, let's be aware of it. And if we want to be a, a country where we can share our values, raise our family the way we want to, actually advocate for education that actually includes the truth, and not, is not painting the picture that all white people are bad or the nation is bad. Critical race theory must be defeated, but we also need to advocate for pro-America, pro-God, Christianity to be, to be reintroduced so that the next generation isn't twisted the way they are right now. You know, um, racism has never been defeated by government mandate. Uh, the only 
the only person that I know of that's ever been able to defeat racism is Jesus, you know, Amen. where, where uh, the Bible says there's no more, you know, male or female, there's no Jew or Gentile. There's no, you know, any, everybody's one in Christ, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Bible, the, the, the gospel is the great leveler. And I used to just, one of the things I used to love about my church, which was closed and is now permanently closed due to the scamdemic is I would get up there and look out over my church congregation and it's every tribe, every nation, every tongue around the throne of God. And so, you know, what they're trying to accomplish is not to, to eliminate, you know, interracial hatred. They're actually sparking it. They're actually Mm -hmm. causing it. Like, let's get everybody mad at white people. Why? Because they're the majority. Why? Because they could vote. They have control political, they have political power. So we have to, we have to, um, you know, eliminate that power by making them ashamed, try to create white guilt or create anger at whites and this types of things. And then they're justified, right? They can go in and steal your stuff. They can Mm -hmm. kick your door in and steal your stuff. You know, well, they probably need it more than you. I mean, we heard that kind of stuff during the writing last summer, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, they, oh, they've got insurance. Just, you know, don't worry about it. Go and take what you need, you know, because you're a poor, a little oppressed person. You know, it's like the voter integrity you talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. It's an, it's insulting say that black people or people of color can't get id i mean mm-hmm. that's crazy you can't buy cigarettes or alcohol without id brother you can't drive a car without a driver's license you can't uh, cross an international border unless it's ours without a passport and and to say that you know our most important um you know civic right our most important um item in this republic that we live in is our vote Mm-hmm. And we need to know that only people who are um, allowed to vote legally are voting. We want to count every legal vote, every mm-hmm. illegal vote. We want to eliminate because it, it takes away my vote. It takes away your vote, it takes away our listeners vote. When other people who are not allowed to vote vote and, and, uh, and uh, that vote counts. And so, you know, what are they hiding? Why do they not want ID? Why do they want not want us to look at the votes or do the recounts or look at how the what the chain of custody is on these you've ballots? Seen, yeah, you've seen two bites of the app. Remember two years ago when the state legislature actually passed and then got those stopped passing or they were going to vote on the um, exemption of the state legislators communication from the PDC, from the Public Records Act type thing. Yep. And then so much outpouring of a public response said, no, 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 no. What are you doing? Even the papers got on board and said, what are you hiding? This is the same thing. When you can't inspect or, or look into election integrity, what are you hiding? This, this, this is smacks of a cover-up in, in many, many ways. Uh, I want to ask you a question, Doug. Um, there's a lot of news flying left and right. We, we talk about um, news headlines at the national and local level. We talk about the spiritual a condition of the state and we're, we're hoping for revival and praying God does some amazing things, raising up some leaders. This, this thing at the border, I mean, it, it is stark to me um, because we talked before I, I got my, my high horse and talked about the fact that this increased in sex trafficking, right? But the numbers are shocking. It says that border officials encountered 172,000 migrants at the border in March alone which is a 71% increase from February. And they're expecting the summer to be even more. It says, um, of that's an the invasion, dude. That's an invading. Army. That's an invasion, right? Of the 172,000 migrants encountered, the um, uh, majority were single adults, which is, makes you interesting uh, right there as well. And 18,890 unaccompanied children. 
100% increase in already the high numbers in February. So bottom line is because of the DACA, because of uh, Biden's promise, because of the left being in power, people are being put in danger, physical danger. And then almost 20,000 kids in one month alone were dropped into America unaccompanied. You know, the many, the numbers prove that sex traffickers, coyotes are, are uh, abusing them. They're being uh, released into country or right now there are overflowing detention cells that are just not cleansly. I mean, kids remember the outcry for the kids, kids in, cages? in cages? Yeah. And right now, we need to be beating the drum that this is not, this is all Biden's policy, all from rollback. And he's in, implementing or reinstituting some of Trump's stay in Mexico policy, but it's too late. He's already invited him up. He's already said, had catch and release for his sword. Um, the problem has gotten uh, dramatically drastic. Uh, it's a healthcare and it's a, it's a humanity, you know, humanity crisis, but it's also like you said, it's an invasion. We know the intent here, but he's been ignored. The person who put in charge of it, Kamala Harris, has not even been to the border. They're not addressing it. They want this problem to happen. And so uh, good on uh, Senator Cruz and other Republicans who have gone down there to bring attention to it. But we as American citizens have to stand up and support those border state governors, those border state uh, representatives, and push our own representatives to say our border is super, super important. If you care about those immigrants, then they're safer in their home. And being fixed there, we always talk about um, where Mexico is taking care of them. They're not safe there. And those kids, if you care about kids at all, and you want to put a stop to sex trafficking, this has got to be dealt with. And we got to put pressure on Biden and the Democrats. It's important. Take action. It's time to stand up and take action. Um, you know, Mark Melosha put out a great article a few days ago. I, I re- retweeted it or reposted it on Facebook, I should say. Shared it on Facebook. And this idea that we're still locked down, we're still, why is the government still locked down? Why are, you know, when states around the country are no masks and opening up and stuff like that, why is there still a fence around the uh, Capitol complex in Olympia? Why are we not allowed to see our legislators face-to-face and do the process? And um, we have got to get loud and we've got to get, uh, we've got to get up and fight back. And, um, you know, I'm not, uh, advocating violence but i am definitely advocating making noise mm-hmm. and causing a scene and making a ruckus and um you know it's time to start shouting it's time to start shouting from the rooftops brother it's time to start shouting from the street corners and to start to stand together to support these businesses you know i've heard uh i think it was you was telling me that they're they're planning on rolling back yep. uh, openings now uh as, so, as early as this coming week, right? So, so the, closing the, the, down this, businesses again. This has been a year, over a year. Over a year in control. So to, I didn't talk about this last week. I did tell Doug about it just because I got this from confidential sources. Um, but prior to making the whole entire state go into phase three, we all think we're kind of coming out of it. Inslee suddenly comes up with this phase three plan we're all in. At the exact same time, they already had plans to roll back a handful of counties back on April 12th. And so as, as we've gotten closer and closer, I've gotten more and more confirmation from um, sources that April 12th, he's going to roll back four or five counties. Uh, and so, and, and what those are probably in the Puget Sound region, but I also heard maybe Whitman County or whatever. If that's the case, you know, why? If, if it's one thing they're gonna be, you're going to be told it's because the numbers are rising. 
If you knew at the time that you opened it up in th- uh, phase three, it's not about the numbers. It's about political power and control again. So if it does roll back, um, you heard it here as, as you know, uh, inside sources, you know, that this is what, that's going on. Um, there, we're not being told everything. We know that there's a lot of things being hidden from us and they're moving against our rights. So that's why you tune into our show, tune into other shows on ACN, uh, make sure that you're paying attention, make sure you're contacting your legislators, make sure you are getting the information that's not being spoon fed to you, but actually, uh, the truth out there. And of course we've always recommended, we have to remind them again to the legislative page, the wa.ledge.gov page, has everything being proposed, the bills themselves. It's a lot of information. But if we can highlight certain things, go there and check it out. Find out who the sponsors are. Find out who's voting on it. Find out the schedule. The one good thing, the one good thing for the whole shutdown is you can remote testify, which is something we've been talking about for years. So you can sign up as testify from your computer, from your home, in the middle of the day, whenever they have the, the hearing, and it's simple. They usually give you a minute or two at the most, but uh, the more they hear from us, the more likely they won't pass these egregious bills. Um, they still might, but at least we can say we're on record saying don't do it or else. Right, Doug? <sighs> Brother, I'm looking at why you're talking. I'm looking at the COVID-19 death st- uh, statistics or Washington state, the entire state of Washington. Um, guess how many deaths we had on March 21st, brother? How many deaths on March 21st? Zero. Zero. Okay. Okay. How many did we have on March 26th? How many? A zero. Okay. Okay. So uh, the seven day average, it says is two. So okay. we had two, two deaths in a week, that particular week. Uh, let's see how many deaths on, uh, let's look for another one here. It's for fun. Um, and Doug's not saying that that's fun. Obviously, we're looking at the numbers here. And this is key. As April 6th, okay, yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, yes. we had two deaths. Two. COVID-19. Okay. And, of course, we don't believe it because, you know, you can get in a motorcycle crash and be tested for COVID-19. And even though the cat crash killed you, they would call it that, right? When you, you, when you look at this, too, whatever. and this is not a, like, tongue-in-cheek type thing. When you have record, record low Blue cases, you know, nationwide and in Washington. I mean, literally, it's like uh, from the millions to like 30,000. I mean, the number is insanely like, okay, it can't be. You know that some of those cases are being considered COVID cases, not flu cases. It has to be. Yes, the officials will say it's because we're masking up and we're socially distancing. And that, but if you get COVID, you can get the flu. The bottom line is we're still exposed to people. The flu still exists. Uh, and, and that has variance as well. So, and flu, the flu kills people. And yet this year and last year, the flu record lows, it's almost like it's disappeared. So clearly we're not being told the truth. Things are being fabricated. Things are being told to us in a way that it continues to reinforce, um, the fear factor so that we can say, okay, here we go. And the, I think the worst part of this brother is, is me, you and I, and most of our listeners are, are adults. We can make up our own mind. And, and yes, we try to encourage them to hear both sides of the argument and, you know, make their own decision up. But our kids, our kids are just being fed constantly through um, school, media, public entities, social media and stuff, the same talking points. And it's made them uh, fearful. I, I hate that. It ticks me off as a father. Don't do this to my children. Don't make them fearful. We want to make our kids hopeful. 
want to keep them innocent as long as possible. We want to have them um, aspire to do great things and give them every opportunity to do so. Not set them in a state of fear where they are afraid to go out, we're afraid to wear a mask, afraid to say anything wrong, uh, toe the line, uh, and say there's no future or no hope, and then we're evil people, and this is a bad nation. That is not how we prosper a nation. That's not how we have a, a brighter future for uh, for our kids than we do for us. So uh, they, they're doing a, you know, as I'm looking at these statistics, and I'm just kind of looking at this, um, you know, while we're, while we're discussing this whole thing. Okay, so it says we've had 31 million cases. Okay, that's terrible. Look at all those cases. And, and this is since this thing started a year ago, January. Okay. Okay. So uh, almost a year and a half now. That's okay. 16 months. 559,000 deaths. Brother, if you take 559,000 as a percentage of 31 million, that's 1.8%. Okay. And we know they've inflated the death rate and they've stolen mm-hmm. from the flu. Right. They've admitted it. Yeah. And so. Uh, one point you have, if you get COVID-19, you have a 98.2% survivability. Okay. That's, you know, wonderful. That's wonderful. Right. That means that, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, I will take those odds any day. I will give me those odds in Vegas, brother. I will be a multi multi millionaire. Right. There we go. Look, we look. Friends of ours just had it, uh, have beaten it. Now we have another friend of mine that actually got into the hospital, intubated, was there in ICU for weeks, and he beat it. Um, we know people had it before they even knew it was COVID beforehand. So we're not disputing this is a bad thing, but the numbers don't bear out. The reaction to it is not called for. The destruction of families, of business. This is an excuse under the cover of a crisis, if, if you will, that could have been handled in a much different way uh, is to, to seize power, to enforce upon things that we would never, ever put up with in any other time under the cover of darkness, under the cover of fear. And so I'm saying is fear not, as God says in Joshua 1, 9, many times too, but fear not, for I'm with you wherever you go. You know, it says be strong and have a good courage, right? Do not be fear, do not be fearful or dismayed. This is where we're at. Once again, we have to gird ourselves up and say, fear not. What is the truth here? Lord, what do you want me to do? What's the opportunity here to witness, but also what's the opportunity for truth to prevail, for the next generation to be protected, to be launched, for their families, Lord? We can turn this around. Um, There is not, it's too gone, it's not far gone, but we have to wake up. We, us and our listeners, our families, have to do our part. And we can't wait for someone else to do it. It's on our watch. It is you and me, brother, that have to get out there. That's why we're on the radio show. It's one of the things we, that we love bringing information. We love encouraging our listeners. We want wanting them to run. We just find how important being engaged, not being political, but engaged. We're the, the spiritual, cultural, uh, financial battles being played out right now is in the political arena. The political arena affects everything we do. Our freedoms, our way of life taxes or, you know, how much burdens we have on each other, what we can do with our land. Everything is controlled through the political lens and the political apparatus. So we need to be engaged, pray for, but that never used to be that way. I know in America, but it's become that way because of the Democrats and how they've, they've grabbed more and more control. Well, we're going to pass laws about this. 
you know, um, the property tax, that's a, you know, that says we own the land. That's a feudal system thing. You mm-hmm. will pay us a tribute for the privilege of owning land in our country, in our state, in our mm-hmm. county, wherever we're at. And right? if you don't, we'll take it. So we didn't have property taxes until last century, until the until the 1900s, I think, was before we first time we had property tax. We didn't have income taxes until the 19, what was it, 30s? Mm-hmm. Maybe the 40s? I think it was the 40s, maybe for World War II or something like that. So they pass an amendment. So we're not, we're going to do this taxing direct on income and not in proportion to the states and all the stuff that the constitution said, you're not supposed to do it that way. Right. Right. And um, so they passed a constitutional amendment, by the way, I'm doing some more math Uh, in Washington state uh, through yesterday, we had 5,357 deaths in a year and a half, brother. We had 374,000 cases in a year and a half. That would be a 1.4% death rate. So we're actually trending behind the nation. So why is Washington closed, brother? It, like I said, uh, we, we've detailed this. There is no scientific, no mathematical reason for Washington state to be closed as it is, except for they want it this way. This is about control. We know that when they closed it down, uh, uh, governor Inslee and his staff and those advising him, pick and choose certain industries and not others. You were essential if you work for the government, but you're not essential if you're a private contractor. You're essential. All these things about, wait, wait, wait a minute. That makes no sense. You That's can't have why church, have, but you can have Walmart. Yeah, right. Or Amazon. Um, so, but you're, it's, it's why we have rules that you have to wear a mask to walk into a restaurant, but when you sit down, you don't have to wear it. You know, it's like, come on, people... Um, common sense should prevail, even though we know that it probably does not. Um, there are, it's, you can have certain events that have lots of people in it, but other, not other events. Um, so I want, before we get too far, this is important too. Um, there's been talk about, and there's been this argument that's kind of a side issue, but not really, you know, and I think, um, Rand Paul said it too, I think on boycotts. Goes the left shuts down everything. Anything that has a conservative bent to it or a constitution or whatever, they'll boycott. He goes, we should be boycotting too. And of course we have. We've we've done things like um, boycotting Target. We've been boycotting, um, you know, things that are Coca Cola, Coca Cola, uh, and they work. You know, Carrig. Remember when Carrig came out against Hannity a few years ago? Was that yeah. a few years ago? And everybody yeah. started doing videos about shooting, blowing up their Carrig machines. Yeah. Carrig actually turned around really fast. They did because the, the dollar speaks in America. What we do with our, where we spend our money matters. So boycotts work. They're talking about boycotting the the Olympic Games in China, and the Democrats don't want to do it. They're against that because you know it's you know a big player. They're in line with China. We did boycott Olympic Games once when it was involved with Russia, Russia remember? Yeah. Right. And so there is the precedence for it. What do you think about boycotting the Olympic Games in China? Yeah, well, that's, you know, this summer it's Japan. So I think we're good with Japan. We're good so. with Japan. So but let's get through this one and then ask me about that after this one's over, bro. The bottom line is, I think this the is 20, a it's, it's interesting issue. that the 2020 Olympics is being held in Japan this year. It is. In 2021. One, one yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's fair to the athletes, you know, um, that sure. have been trained for four years. And I get that. Um, and I'm a big fan of the Olympics, but there's, there's politics and everything. It's so politically correct that there as well. And so, uh, well, you know, the MLB boycotting, uh, Georgia, 
So they uh, moved their um, their game, their all-star game to uh, Denver. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, in Colorado, voter ID is required. Brother. Is required, and they yes. have less time to vote. <laughs> There's actually less restrictions. And, of course, the numbers, and for those that haven't more watched restricted. the news. Like, Colorado is way more restrictive yep. than Atlanta Georgia. is a yeah. 51% black population city. And, so let's destroy their economy. And Denver is a 7% black. And so it's something, it's something like that. It was, it was amazing how the difference is like, wait, wait, you're taking all the jobs and the money being made by Atlanta, which is a majority black population, to a minority population in Denver with more restrictive voting laws to make a point. And then you have these corporations, and Trump's called them out as well, jumping on the bandwagon. But what gets me too is Joe Biden, and the press secretary can sit there and lie multiple times and repeat a lie over and over. We saw this during the Obama administration. It's not attacking him, but we saw it over and over again. You repeat a lie and often enough, people will believe it. This talking point, when it's been debunked, and it says four Pinocchios by the Washington Post and says, no, this has been, this is not true. It actually expands voting uh, for all people in Georgia. It actually gives more opportunity. You know, this, what he's saying is an, a bald-faced lie, and yet he keeps repeating it as if it's truth. And then he adds in the whole Jim Crow stuff. And once again, we started the show off that way. This, we've got to call out lies with truth. You're lying. We don't trust you. You must correct it. Um, and so, and then, of course, there's, there's this attack on Matt Gates too. I don't know what's going on there, but bottom line is everything is distract, divide, and lie to get your way through fear, intimidation, and shutting down. And in the sealed saying, brother, all's fair in love and war. And nope. the Democrats love power and they're making war on everybody else. Yes. So to yeah. them, all's fair. But you know what? All's not fair to God. Amen. You know, when you tell the looters, you go ahead and steal because you probably need it more than them or they have insurance, thou shalt not steal. It's still written there. It's written in stone. It's written on tablets of stone. It's written in our hearts. We know it's not right to steal. We know it's exactly not right. right to take things that's not ours. It's not right for us to take tax dollars from hardworking people and distribute it to people who don't or who are, uh, that's stealing as well. Lincoln's second inaugural address, which is written in stone at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. I read it there. It said, you know, that it, it's, it's wrong to take uh, your, to, to get your bread from the sweat of another man's brow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was telling the story about my daughter uh, the other day where I showed her how to mow the lawn, paid her 25 bucks. And uh, then she went over and mowed the neighbor's lawn, got another 25 bucks. So she's sitting there, 16 year old, 50 bucks after a couple hours of work. And I said, uh, but your little sister doesn't have 50 bucks. Why don't we take half of your money and give it to her? And she says, dad, that's not fair. And I said, congratulations, honey, you are a Republican. You understand that you should be able to keep exactly right. the money that you earn. And that, you know, it's not that, you know, that's a problem with charity that becomes institutionalized too, brother, is that once a charity becomes institutionalized, it becomes very um, hard. It doesn't have that, doesn't have that loving thing. You know, um, I was listening to a, a brother the other day, a couple of days ago, was telling me about how he heard, heard a message about all the good in the world, the good things that we see, the orphanages, the hospitals, the charities, the help for the homeless, the help for the, the needy are Christian organizations. Mm-hmm. There are Christian charities. And this idea that somehow the government is more benevolent than these charities. These charities have a, a, a huge track record of low overhead, high um, throughput. 
to help the people that need it. They have, and they have people that care. They're volunteering and care about the people, not because uh, it gives them uh, something of political power or whatever. I'm not saying that there aren't people, you know, serving the homeless or whatever that don't have motive, weird motives or anything. I'm not saying that, but as a general rule, the good that's in the world, the salt and the light that's in the world is coming from us. It's coming from believers. Mm-hmm. And we've got to stand up and say, say no to this. And, and it's up to us to do it and to have courage and to be willing, you know, to be willing to even be put in jail, to be willing to be canceled, to be willing to be belittled because there's more of us than there is of them. And what they're doing is dangerous. They're promoting harmful dangerous lifestyles that mutilate your gen- mutilate your genitals that that you know double mastectomies for 13 year old girls you know that they're going to regret that 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 can't be replaced this is this is permanent and uh you know some of this the 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 diseases and things like that from the homosexual uh, community they're fatal and you can't go back i mean there's there's also a fatal and terrible diseases that come from adultery and fornication in the heterosexual community as well, but we need to stop sinning. Mm-hmm. And the only way we're going to stop sinning is if we can get forgiven and if we can get cleansed and if we can fall in love with the savior and we can begin to, to just do the right thing. And the right thing is to love your neighbor as yourself, regardless of whether they're white, even if your neighbor's white, the Lord wants you to love them. Even if your neighbor is not white, the Lord wants you to love them. You know, the Samaritan was not a Jew. And that story really bothered the Jews because this Samaritan was more righteous than they were in the story. The the priest and the Levite left the guy in the ditch. The Samaritan came over, rescued the man, put him on his uh, donkey, took him to the hospital or the, the, the inn or whatever, took care of him, helped him to get better, paid the guy to feed him because he had to go on. He was obviously a business guy. And um, this is a, you know, this is what's good. You know, families, moms and dads and little kids uh, growing up in righteousness is good. Mm-hmm. And this idea of, of sexualizing our children and, uh, you know, this, this uh, fad of transing everybody and, and stuff like that. This thing, is, this thing wasn't even on the radar 20 years ago. It wasn't even ha- it wasn't happening at all in, the, in this thing. And now all of a sudden you have this, this huge pandemic of 13-year-old girls, 14-year-old girls wanting to become boys. Because it's it's the, the pressure of social media, these other things. We have got to have revival, and we can get it. We've got to have revival in the political realm. There's a bunch of political offices open right now that you, our listeners, can sign up for. If you'll uh, go to DougAndMarty.com and uh, contact us, if you want the list, I can get you the list. There's a huge list of, of open offices uh, you know, those of you that have been going to DougAndMarty.com and contacting us, we're reading all of your messages. We yes, enjoy we are. them. They are they're really awesome. We thank you for doing that. Uh, don't think, even if we haven't got back to you yet, um, don't think we're not reading them because we're reading them and they matter and they're very encouraging. And, uh, you know, this 2021 is important. This is a key year. And, you know, don't get weird about it. You know, oh, if only things could be like they were back in whatever. Look, don't look at the former days. They weren't any better. These days are the best days. And, you know, we are privileged to be able to fight in this fight. Ronald Reagan said, you know, freedom is only one generation away from extinction. Well, this is our generation and we don't Mm -hmm. want freedom to be extinct. And Ronald Reagan also said the two, the scariest words 
on, on the planet are we're from the government and we're here to help uh, so marty talked about that earlier. Yeah, exactly not right. to bring up ronald reagan's quote anyway. i do want to say one thing before we end the show as well is the bible is very clear that god detests detests unequal scales and what we're seeing in this nation is unequal scales by governments we need to, to restore justice but not this leftist social justice it is justice for all equal justice for all you think, yeah brother? and we need that and uh we need it uh, whether for any anybody any race any creed any color hey uh if your church isn't open open it and if your church is open and you have friends that aren't going to church get them and uh, let's not forsake the assembling of ourselves together tomorrow come on it's going to be great uh this is doug bassler and marty mcclendon this has been doug and marty versus the world talk to you next week